Lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into weight loss programs. All this week on The Cooper and Anthony Show. While she tried to be a star, Tony always Why are we listening to this? Who's this? Is this Foo Fighters again? <laughs> they were young and they had each other. Who could ask for more at the Copa? Copa Cabana. I don't know if he's losing his mind or he's being brilliant. I don't know. What's with him doing all these songs from the 70s, too? I think it's because it's the Hanukkah session, so he's playing songs by Jewish people. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, he, he did that. So then he went back and he went, okay, let's do some more. Is this the Ramones? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, how brilliant is this? going to make it his own again, right? No. He doesn't expect it. Well, kind of crazy. Hey, oi, let's go. Hey, oi, let's go. Hey, oi, let's go. Hey, oi, let's go. Yeah. Great song. And he's playing drums and singing at the same time. Right. Yeah, he's not done. He he still he does more. He does that one and Was David Lee Roth Jewish? Yes. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. From the Hanukkah song, from Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Yeah, that's the only way I know who's Jewish and who's not. Me too. I gotta go back and listen to that song and say, Oh, William Shatner. I I had no Right, idea. right. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know if he's brilliant or he has way too much time on his hands. I don't know. I think a little of both. Why can't it be both? Okay, he's brilliant and he has. Uh, COVID lockdown has done nothing good for Dave Grohl. He's just going back and playing songs randomly. I disagree. I think COVID lockdown has done a lot of good things for Dave Grohl. You know, think about it. Like, you write your own songs, you write your own music, you keep on writing your own stuff for years and years, and then finally you're like, you know what? I'm going to start redoing other people's songs. Things that I things that I love and things that I think that I could do better. And what can we celebrate? Let's celebrate Hanukkah and let's do all songs by Jewish people. Right. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and we'll put out a whole album and we'll make a ton of money. And no band is going to say no to Dave Grohl doing their song. Yeah. David Lee Roth is not going to say no. You can't do that. Don't do Jump. Barry right. Manilow is like, no, don't do Coca Cabana. It's... It's not right for you. It only helps them because then people download the original as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sure the downloads are going up on those songs. You know, when who was downloading Copacabana? Like four gay people on the Upper East Side this year. That's about it. Now all these people are going to be rediscovering that song and want to hear the original because of Dave Grohl. Well, 
I don't know why that song has popped up in my life twice now this week. <laughs> the first time <laughs> it was on Friends. I saw that episode where Jennifer Aniston is singing that song at a wedding. That's and funny. Now this is going on, so I don't know why it's in my life. And what is your occupation? I am a bar fly. And by that you mean you loiter in bars waiting for men you don't know to buy you drinks? Exactly. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. I don't know if you saw this interview that Ben Affleck did. See this whole thing about Ben Affleck today? No. Okay. So he gave an interview to Wall Street Journal magazine for the December-January issue. And what he told them was that it's very important to have two parents for the rearing and upbringing of a child. Okay. Why you know, would so he say that? I'm aware there's probably a lot of widowed and widowered and single moms and single dads out there that probably really disagree with Ben Affleck making the statement it's important to have two parents for the rearing and upbringing of a child. I, I think everybody has an issue with that statement. So, you know, I was thinking maybe I maybe I agree with him. You know, when you look at these two parents, Amanda Hancock and Stephen Williams in Glendale, Oregon, you know, there's a father, there's a mother, they have a seven-week-old baby, and they are facing murder charges. Wait a minute. Let's see. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Wait. The oh, they were making no parents. They were making an adult film and while they're making an adult film, the baby died. Okay. Okay, so not them, not them. That's that's a bad example. <laughs> that's a that's a very bad example. Okay. How about this? I got a better example. I got a much better example. I like that example. <laughs> I like the no. porn parents that killed a kid. <laughs> no, no, I got a, I got a much better example. So there's this, you know, maybe because they were too young. They were very young. Here's an older father, 41 years old, Kim Yuchul, and the mother, Choi Mi Sun. You know, they have this adorable little baby, and they're really into video games, and they were, oh, arrested in 2010 because they also <laughs> neglected their baby, and the baby died of, wait, that's not a good one. Hang on. There's got there's got to be a good one. Uh, mother lights baby on fire. No. No, that's not good. No. Oh, okay. Wait. I found two parents. Ben Affleck is right. James Davis, Sandra Davis, Dodge County. You know they have this. They have these great kids. They have a couple. They have a fourteen year old daughter, and they thought, you know what? Let's trade sex with the fourteen year old daughter in exchange for monthly payments on the minivan. Wait, hang on a minute. I see what you're doing here. You're making fun of Ben Affleck. You're not. You're not standing behind him. You're making fun of him here. Let's see. Mother and father kills themselves yes. after brutality yeah, on child. Father rapes daughter. Wait, on his side. Hang on. Yeah, father rapes daughter. Not a good one. The no, mother that's stood not by a good and watched. One. No, that's 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 a horrible one. Yeah, it's a horrible one. But you know what? Ben Affleck is right. I think you need at least one parent. I think being having no parents pretty much sucks. So you you have to have at least one, but you don't need both. No, actually, every bit of research shows as long as you have one good role model, it doesn't have to be a parent. It could be your grandparents. It could be like a grandparent, an auntie. Um, if you're a foster child and there's a really great guy, whether it's a big brother or whether it's the father in the family, mm -hmm. you just need one strong role model in your life. And that's the premise behind, you know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. That's the premise behind Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know. And what's weird about this, if you think about it, uh, Ben Affleck, 
is divorced. Right. So he's basically left his former wife, Jennifer Garner, to raise the two young children on her own. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. he's raising somebody else's children when he's with J-Lo. So, no, that, that comment makes no sense. Right. And here's the other thing. He says it's important to have two parents for the rearing and upbringing of a child. Why did you have so many nannies? Why was there one nanny per child? If parents are so important, Mm. you know, when you were off making movies and she was off making her TV show and you had nannies raising your child or your children, you know what I mean? Like, That's what he should have said. Two parents and a nanny per child. Right. That's what you need to bring up kids correctly. Two parents, two nannies, a personal chef, Mm -hmm. a housekeeper, and a driver. And grandma and grandpa every now and then. Eh. (laughs) And a personal driver and shopper for the child. Yeah. If the kid has a personal Mm. assistant, you don't really need grandma and grandpa. Oh, okay. And somebody to do their Instagram until they're old enough to type. And a social media expert. You're right. Okay. So Ben Affleck should have said it's important to have two parents for the rearing and upbringing of a child as long as it's also a social media expert, a personal mm-hmm. assistant, mm-hmm. Two, a nanny per child, uh, a weekend nanny in case anyone goes away on the weekends, of course. Um, a weekend personal, nanny. Yeah, weekend nanny as well. You need a vacation and, nanny. We, we've heard of those. We have somebody who has a vacation nanny in our life. So you right, have to take the nanny on vacation because you can't do it yourself. No, no, that's a good point. Yeah. So maybe not so much with the important to have two parents for the rearing and upbringing of a child if you're Ben Affleck and you're divorced and you've had nothing but assistance and help and uh, you've been off making movies. (laughs) Yeah, I could fight that and say you would have been better off only having one parent bring you up until your (laughs) stepdad came along. Well, that's the thing. I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, I had a single mom until I was 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe he's right because I only wrote seven books <laughs> and I only had a successful radio career and I only owned my own house. Maybe I could have owned two houses mm-hmm. or written eight books. So, you know, seven books, eight books, if I would have had a if, dad if around you longer. Had a dad, you, know? you would have a driver's license right now. That's a good point, too. You would have a car and a driver's license, which things you do not have. Well, if I had a driver's license, I'd probably have several convictions as well. (laughs) She's a nice girl. She is a dancer by trade, but she only takes off the top part of her clothes. So uh, she is one of the classier naked ladies down there. The Cooper and Anthony Show. So we're coming into cuffing season. What that is do this every year and you're always like what that is <laughs> really okay so cuffing season is the season just as it's starting to get cold where people are looking for somebody to spend the winter handcuffed to like cuffed together because uh, it's really cold season. yes it's really cold you don't want to go out you're not you're not hanging out on the street like okay so here in new york right all the bars, all the restaurants have a whole outdoor area. So it's really easy just to go from bar to bar, go bar hopping. It's almost like run around from bar to bar with a beer and you can meet somebody. It's really easy. You're in a tiny little dress and shoes and it's adorable. No, it's too cold for that. So you have to 
handcuff yourself to somebody now that you can spend the winter with. You know, break up with them in the spring, but you mm. need you need a boo. You need like a winter boo. I need a uh, somebody to cuddle with when it's cold. <laughs> and then when it gets warm, go away. Right. Well, pretty much. You know, just somebody to like have sex with and cuddle in with and do winter things with and, you know, whatever. So the conversations have been like, all right, so I need to get serious. What are safe conversations to have and what are topics to avoid? Because you don't have time for it. Like you don't have time to kind of like feel him out, see how he, what he thinks, what he likes. No, you got to get right to it. Mm-hmm. So I say that the, the three main things that are safe to talk about are what the person does for a living, television shows they like or don't like, mm-hmm. and food. I want to, I'm interested in your life. A good percentage of your life is at your job. So you want to marry one of two people, either a cop, because they're going to see cool things. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to see cool things that they can talk about or a stripper because they have good stories too. So, and you don't, you know, glass over if they're, you know, working in a factory, you don't really care. <sighs> Let me try this again. This is not about getting married. This is just about having having some just no, just I getting understand boot, that, but you still just getting booed up. You just want to get booed up you for the winter months. Spend That's time all. With them, so you want somebody that they has stories that will be interesting to you. No, I don't care what you do for a living. I just you know I'm just I'm just trying to show interest so that way you will come to my house and have sex with me all winter. But if they're a stripper, then they look good, and they have good stories. And they, they, they pay for yeah. everything with $2 bills. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they have unlimited singles. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The shows up and they're like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. So hang on. <laughs> you reach into the G string. Sorry, I needed a couple more dollars for a tip. <laughs> right. You know, they pick it up off the stage and that's what they paid for dinner with. So, right. yeah. And they have good stories. You can't tell me, honey, how was your job today? I was fine. You don't hear that out of a stripper. You don't hear Never. that out of a cop. Um, well, a survey recently found that the one thing that you should never, ever talk about on a date, on a first date, and should be completely off limits, astrology. Astrology? What year is it? 1974? Nobody no, talks this about was that. No, this was just, but no, this was just, a, like, do not ask somebody, so what's your sign? Oh, God. Like, don't. Yeah, that should be off limits. 84% of singles polled said that astrology should be the one thing. I thought it was going to be like politics or past relationships. No, do not ask somebody (laughs) about what their sign is and then try to make an assessment about them. Like I I was looking at something today. It was like this sign more likely to cheat. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck your sister. Sorry, I'm an Aquarius. What are you going to (laughs) do? It happens. You could have read up on me before this. Um, right, I like, you should have dated a Pisces. What were you thinking? I, I like to ask the first question, who won the last election? That's all you oh, have no. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you can find, you can figure out if they're insane. You can figure right. out if they have the COVID shot. You can figure out a whole bunch just by asking that one question. Who a won the last election? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, what do you think? <laughs> Whack job or brilliant doctor? Go. Right. <laughs> I'll, it will tell you everything about them. Everything you need to know. Speaking of uh, getting snowed in with people. 
Yeah. So you got to feel bad for 61 people. They were snowed in in a pub in Yorkshire for uh-huh. three days. Oh, my God. What? Three days snowed in in this bar with an Oasis cover band. <laughs> Three days with an Oasis cover band and a bar full of alcohol. Kill me now. (laughs) I can deal with the snowed in part. The snowed in part's fine with 61 people you don't know. But, (laughs) dude, if you play that song one more time, I'm killing all of us. (laughs) Yes, you're a wonder wall. I know it. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) You're an Oasis cover band. Oh, my God. Wow. And you get snowed in. So they were in the pub playing. Snow like fell off the roof and and blocked the windows and doors in. And it had really snowed really hard. They couldn't get out. People had to was dig it, them out. Was, was, it, was, it, was it so far out away from the main drag and the main road that they couldn't come through with a plow and get them within hours? Three days. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's Yorkshire. So it can't be that small. I don't know. But you would think that they would have phones. Dude, no, I'm serious. You gotta come get me right now. They're singing Wonderwall again. You, you, can't, you have to. The brothers and the even the brothers in the band are fighting. <laughs> they're a cover band and they're fighting. I guess the snowstorm was so bad. It dumped three feet of snow in this area, and the area itself is over uh, 1,700 feet above sea level. So it was really, really hard for it to get to. And they they made sleeping quarters in the pub's lounge. <laughs> I don't know where they got all the blankets from, but somehow they got all these blankets. Yeah. You, you read the news and the news says it's going to snow really hard today. Let's go to the pub. I know. It's, you know, there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the kind of person that you see it's going to snow in your area and you get as much hot chocolate as possible and you hunker down and find somebody to cuddle with. My guess is these 61 people who showed up at the pub, either some of them live alone, they didn't want to be alone for the snowstorm, um, and others were like, you know, hey, let's party, let's have a good time, and we'll go home after. <laughs> it would never occur to you that it was going to be so bad you'd be stuck in the pub for three days what's the name of the cover band the name the name of the cover band is no oasis no that's (laughs) no oasis and we have video of them here's no oasis oh god God. that dude doesn't shut up this for three days straight And and there's a dog in there too Somebody brought a dog to the pub. Of course. <laughs> Two dogs. I love that they're all singing along at this point. I didn't know this song two days ago, but I know it really well now. Oh my God, it's on repeat. No Oasis, stop! <laughs> I, wonder I probably if they know this song more. by heart. I wonder if No Oasis got paid more. Dude, we played for three days. <laughs> just to keep warm. Play something else other than Oasis. No, we can't. We're no Oasis. <laughs> all we know is Oasis song. Play Freebird. <laughs> Sorry, we don't know it. <laughs>
Oh, this is my oh. hell. This is when I die and I go to hell. It's going to be at a pub <laughs> in England, snowed in with no oasis. to no oasis. <laughs> so pathetic. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. I know, right? It's so embarrassing. So I love to talk about stuff that's trending because I'm always interested in what you have to think about. It's weird, the stuff that, that trends. You know, there's so many interesting stories out there, but like something just hits. And next thing you know, you see it everywhere. And this one is my favorite story, I think. So there's this woman named Marissa Pierce, and she caught the attention of over 5 million people on TikTok when she posted a video of herself worrying if the email she was about to send her boss was okay because she was literally laying in a bed in labor. She was in labor instead of worrying about like, it's her first kid, by the way, instead of worrying about the things you worry about in labor, like, will I be okay? Is it going to be painful? Is the baby going to be okay? No. She's like, I went into labor early. My boss is expecting me at work in a couple of hours. I got to send him an email. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's written. You can't really hear her, but um, otherwise I'd play the video for you. But okay. So she reads the email out loud. She writes, I am in labor. I just got admitted to the hospital, smiley face. Would it be okay if my mom or brother picked up my paycheck tomorrow, question mark? (laughs) She's worried about her paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Then she asked her partner, does that sound okay? And he's like, yeah, that's perfect. Send it. Like, you're in labor. (laughs) Don't worry about it. But what was really interesting about it is how it set off all of these women talking about what it's like being a woman in the workforce. Like a guy would never think like that. If anything happened to a guy, he'd be like, I'm not coming in tomorrow or, you know, I'm sick or whatever. He wouldn't even think twice. Mm. But so women were writing back to her and writing, my boss texted me while I was in the hospital asking if I was going to make it to work at all that week. That was one woman. Right. Uh, Another woman said, I had to have my son three and a half months early. And the first thing I said was, well, what about work? Mm-hmm. Because I already uh, picked to have this time off, so. Yeah, right, right. Uh, a boss wrote back. A woman said, I'm in labor. And the boss wrote back and said, please come in with a doctor's note. The baby will not count as one, seeing as we need it on file. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, don't just show me your baby. I need a doctor's note so we can put it on file that you missed a day at work because you were giving birth. Like, how dare you? All right. A, they know that she's going to give birth at some point, unless you're one of those I didn't know I was pregnant people, you know, you, right. you know, that she's going to be having, you should have had that conversation. You know, I'm going to have this baby. I'm not going to be in for a while. So you should figure it out. But that's the upsetting thing. And that's what women are saying. Like sometimes they give you a due date, but you give birth early. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, this one woman said that she had given birth. She was like two weeks early and she texted her boss and said hey i went to labor two weeks earlier and the boss wrote back to her and said i understand but next time please don't don't let us know at the last minute huh yeah (laughs) i don't think the baby is just like well i know i'm a little early but maybe you want to let you know it's only last minute (laughs) like it's giving birth (laughs) when i called my boss many years ago for my first child and said i Mm -hmm. can't make it in today i was doing mornings so i called Mm -hmm. him at like three o'clock in the morning and he said, well, you have a remote today at four. Uh-huh. Are you going to make it? <laughs> and I said, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Well, what about what about tomorrow? We can cover today, but what about tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, I will be in tomorrow. So, th- so that's my life. 
So right. I think it depends on a if your boss is a douche, mm-hmm. and 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 c b what kind of job you do for a living. I think it's nice that you were willing to be there with your wife and do all that kind of stuff, but it's harder for women because your your wife could not have called into her job and said. Uh, I might not make it in. I'm, I I will be in tomorrow. There was no way she was going to give birth and then show up at work the next day. But is that not radio? Well, you have a remote. We don't have anybody else to do the remote. What are we going to do? Right. Exactly. The remote is more important than your wife giving, than the birth <laughs> of your first child. Like, that's not our problem. Yeah. Four o'clock, I got to be at a car dealership. I'm pretty sure you can put anybody on that remote. No, you have to be there. They want you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I can make it, I'll make it. I was at a radio station and one of our interns who was like working her way to be an assistant. She was terrific. We really, everybody loved her. Um, she had a seizure at work and we called 911 and they took her to the hospital. And I went and I told the boss and the boss said to me, why didn't she ask before she left? What? She had a seizure and left in an ambulance. <laughs> what were you expecting her to do? Like, huh? Yeah, see, there, there's people that are just douches. I mean, you can't get around that. There's some bosses that are awesome, some that yeah. are complete assholes that don't deserve to be a boss. And that's yeah. one of them. But I think this also speaks to, like, women in the workforce. This is one of the reasons why women have it harder. And I, you know, and as a woman who doesn't have children, who's never going to have children, I've oh, I've made that decision early on. You know, I feel bad for my female counterparts who have kids. Like I'll be in a situation, see, it works for me because you know me, I would rather work more. Mm-hmm. So I was in a situation where I was working with this woman who had twins and the twins were sick and nobody was able to take care yeah. of them. She had to go to school and, p- and pick them up or one of them, whatever it was. And, uh, and they were like, can you cover her shift? Yes, I can. I'm at night. She's an afternoon drive. Yes, I can oh, come in yeah. and do afternoon drive. Of course. Please. St- stay out for a couple of days. Make sure the kids are fine. Yeah, that's just so, a nightmare thing when you work and you don't have somebody like your parents that can go pick up the kids. They're not working. Yeah. You know, that it's just a nightmare situation for anybody. Right. Yeah, it's true for anybody. I do agree. It's not just women. But it's mostly women. <laughs> a journey back in time. The Cooper and Anthony Show. Oh, that takes me back. So you had a little uh, luncheon thing today, huh? Yeah. 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 Learn anything new? He was a superstar. <laughs> yeah, superstar. They had yeah. higher security. He was so popular. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How That's... come you? Who wants to have lunch with you? How did that work out? A bunch of people, I gather. When they said to me, "We're going to do a lunch with Anthony," I was like, "Who wants to eat with him?" Everybody. No, I've had to eat with you, <laughs> and and occasionally I'm not completely repulsed by your table manners. Right. So I'm standing in the middle of the room because that's what I do. Mm-hmm, right. And, and I and looking I, cool, looking cool, <laughs> because I didn't wear any radio station attire. You did. Weren't you at a radio station event? Yeah, but I had a suit a radio coat station. on, and I, I wanted to be classy. You had a raincoat on. No. What'd you have suit underneath? Coat. Oh, a suit shirt. coat. Yeah. Oh, okay. They said a raincoat. I was like, so did you flash him? What'd you do? <laughs> no. What a so, scene that must so have been. So I'm standing there, and, and uh, uh, a couple walked up to the guy with the red shirt on that works for our radio station, uh-huh. and all I hear is, ah. Oh. <laughs> and you don't even need to know. You know, you don't have to ask at that point, what's your name? Right. The minute you hear the weird southern slash 
main accent and the air. Yeah. You, you know, you know what's coming. Right. So you met Jay. I met Jay. We hung out. Me and Miss Jay and Jay. Mrs. Jay too. Mrs. Jay also was there. Now that scares me because I feel like, you know, when when you meet people and they're not what you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Was he everything you hoped? No, he he looks younger than I thought. Oh. I don't know, just talking to him on the air. It's it's weird when you talk to somebody on the air all the time and then you see them. I, I guess it's the same way with me, with him. Right, right. But, yeah, but, I, there's, but there's pictures of you everywhere, whereas we don't have pictures of Jay and Mrs. Jay. Yeah, first thing he says is, I thought you'd be taller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now it, it's hard to look at somebody when you're talking to them because you're, you talk to them on the phone all the time. Right. So did you close your eyes during the conversation? Yeah. And then I went, oh, it's Jay. It's Jay. Right. Oh, then you wait. look at him and it's not Jay. Wait, like you needed to, to, to close your eyes because that voice, like that voice wasn't going to absolutely tip you off that he was standing right in front of you. Right. You had to actually close your eyes. Right. Just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what's their story? So, no, so now, no, if you're just joining the Cooper Lawrence show, uh, Jay and Mrs. Jay are friends of the show. And Jay uh, is somebody who calls up the show. We, we know him pretty well. We hear lots of his stories. And he's got that strange, weird main accent. Right. And he's gotten all of us going. Ah. Everybody. Ah. Yeah, everybody. I go places. And when someone says, when someone recognizes me from the show, they walk over and they go. Ah. <laughs> And that's all you have to do is. He's changed our vocabulary. It right. could be, it's almost like it's almost like we're we're like a fraternity, and that's our secret password. Right. Uh, but but I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> no handshake. I'm fascinated by them because a w- this is what they do every night. The show comes on. Their son is watching Dora. Okay. They they mute the TV, and they turn the radio on. That's Wait, what so- everybody should be doing at this time every weeknight. But they do it every single night. Everybody should. So, and he's from Maine, and right. she's from the South, mm-hmm. and she makes fun of him all the time with his, his accent. Right. And I'm just I was fascinated about how they met, where they met, how does somebody- Wait, and, wait, did you say mets, plural? No, yeah, how yeah, they yeah. met. He said how they met. How they met. You did. Yeah. How they uh, met. <laughs> so I was fascinated on, on how they met each other. Yeah. Because he's in Maine, and she's from the South, so how do you meet? That's a good point. How did they meet? On the internet. In oh, a chat like, room. Like Matchbox.com? No, no. Like a Yahoo chat room. <gasps> Just a random chat room? Just a random chat room. What were they chatting about? I have no idea. I was uh, scared to ask. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to know what they were talking about. But, so, they met each other. Looking for a guy with funny accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a woman with funny accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, there you go. So they met on this chat room. Mm-hmm. Then a month, fast forward a month, right? Of talking on the phone, and I guess webcamming or whatever they wait, do. Wait, they spoke on the phone, so she heard what he sounded like. She heard the accent, and, and it had didn't the webcam, scare her. So they knew what each other looked like. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I don't know if they had the webcam. I didn't ask. I just thought they might. Well, that was they, a long time ago, though. It was when nine did, years ago. Did they have webcams back then? I don't know. Uh, did they have Yahoo? I have no idea. Well, they but, obviously well, had Yahoo. <laughs> of course, they had Yahoo back then. Hello. But it was only nine years ago. It wasn't forty-nine years ago. So I guess either webcam or they sent photos, email photos, or whatever. What do you call regular photos now? Like snail? Because they call it email and snail mail. You have, you have digital pictures and just pics. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fast forward a month, and there's Jay in a U-Haul <gasps> driving from Maine 
to the South, to Virginia. Wait, so they met on a chat room, and a month later, he's he loaded everything up and moved to Beverly? Moved the family. Wow. Said Virginia's the place you ought to be. <laughs> so did he just pick everything up, put it in a U-Haul, never met her face-to-face, just on the phone and webcam if they had one, picked up and moved all the way down, took him 30 hours to drive. Is it that far from Maine to Virginia? I don't, it's probably with Jay. Who knows? And nine years later, they're still together, and they have a five-year-old son. Six-year-old, yeah. Six-year-old son. See, I got to tell you, when my single friends say to me, when you do you know? Do you really know? Yeah, that's a great example. You know. When you know, you know. When you know someone's right for you, that, that's it. You just you pick up your life and you move, you move in with them. That's it. But it's just a month. It's, um, you haven't even seen each other. And you pack up your whole life, mm-hmm. everything in your house, you put it in one U-Haul, and you drive 30 hours. But he must have known. He doesn't strike me as a huge risk taker in that way. So he must have known in the heart in of- In a month? In, yeah, he must have known. Look, they, they spend a lot of time on the internet and talking to each other, you know. I, I mean, I, I just think that's strange. A month that you, you put everything you own in the back of a truck and drive- to another world. Anthony, when you, first well, what of all, else did he have to do? Well, first of all, when you know, you know. Second of all, so let's say it didn't work out. He could just pack everything up and move back. Okay. You know, how hard is that? Let's say you all he has is his clothes and some dice. Right. <laughs> but let's say you're Mrs. J. Are, are you scared that he's going to come down and put an axe in your head? She should have been. Obviously not, because I'm, sure I'm sure that it was a mutual thing. Right. She could have put an axe in his head. True that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but I, I, I think the the meeting in the Yahoo chat room is more unusual than because a lot of people meet and they're married shortly after. Right. But meeting in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Because most people that meet on the internet do it through some sort of dating service or you know personal. Or even MySpace. Sort of. I think that's kind of weird. Meeting somebody through MySpace. Right. That you end and, up and, with. And, yeah, and dating them. Well. Uh, two of my girlfriends who are married and happily married, by the way, both met their husbands on Yahoo Personals. Well, I can understand that. I can understand that. That's, that's designed that, to find right. people of the opposite sex. As opposed to a chat room where... Where it may or may not, where you can just be chatting about random things. And Now, Tina, you met your husband in a chat room? Hey, Tina? Tina! Oh, yeah, Tina, you got to call back because I want to hear about that. 877-6-Cooper, yeah, by the she way. She also met him in a, in a Yahoo chat room. But that's interesting because I want to know what kind of chat room. Like, what are you chatting about that you go, at some point you go, how you doing? When does, when does God, I can't believe they pitched a no-hitter become, and how big are your boobs? Or if it's a website like I Love Nirvana chat room. <laughs> you well, love Nirvana? I love Nirvana. Let's get married. You know, I got to tell you, now that you say that, I think that makes more sense to me than than Yahoo Personals. Because Yahoo Personals is just people looking for love. Mm. Whereas, no, no, a chat room, you're obviously going in because you have something in common. You have common ground. That's a great place to build a relationship. I don't know. I I think on on the chat room type of thing, it's the weird people. It's the underground. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's the freaks (laughs) that come out at night. Jason, Jason, room. are you calling from underground? Uh, underground, yeah, maybe. See, oh, okay. I, I told you, you're going to meet Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to know what's on a chat room, here's Jason. 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> now, Jason, you say you met your wife in a chat room. What kind of chat room were you guys in? Um, well, it was actually a uh, Yahoo user room. Uh, what was the they, name of it? Uh, it was one of the religion, uh, spirituality chat rooms, maybe oh. a pagan chat room or, or something like that. See, I think, see, that makes sense to me because already you have a basis for a conversation and a basis for a relationship. You clearly have something fundamental in common. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how did it go from, you know, hi, I, how do you feel about this particular religion to let's get together? Like, what, what was well, that? What were those steps? Well, I was, I was really, you know, going around and just messing with people in the room. Oh, you know? no dragging people from one chat room to another and uh she just kind of jumped in and and started doing it with me so <laughs> i had like a partner in crime <laughs> <laughs> i know you love jesus but have you met buddha <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the woman with three heads chat room <laughs> wait well, okay so you so you no, guys actually, became partners in crime um well we just ended up uh you know, doing a private message sort of thing one night and mm-hmm. started talking about, you know, things that, you know, experiences and stuff that we had. And, uh, you know, uh, I had just got uh, cut from AT&T in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was fixing to head to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And she invited me to come up there and stay with her. So, I was like, Maine? <laughs> Sounds cold. <laughs> And, uh, oh, so was. she was in Maine also? Uh, yeah, I, I went all the way to Maine and stayed there with her for seven months through the winter. Wow. Oh. And when you first walked in and she went, eh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we, we'd seen each other on like webcam or something like how did that. She, how did she look in person compared to photos and webcams? Um, pretty much about the same. She had a hmm. better web camera than I did. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> And um, and so 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 you just you just that was a very bold move because you were out of work you thought what the heck because worst comes to worst you go up there it doesn't work out you turn around you come back and move back or underground go somewhere else you know I, right. I suffer a little bit from wanderlust mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you know I mean I've been all over the country so. and um, and how long have you been to, together with her um, we've been together for four years oh years we've got a three year old little boy oh and we've got a two month old little girl. <gasps> Okay, no, no, so clear, no, I think that's lovely, because clearly it worked out. They met in a chat room, and look how well it worked out. Right. Oh. No, shut up, you guys. Make no, fun I of mean, me. It really did. I mean, we've been together four, four years. We haven't had, like, a single major argument, you know, over anything. It's just, it's just something clicked. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, good. Jason, thank you. I think that's very encouraging, because if anybody is listening and single, and you're, on, you're in a chat room... There's potential. Shut up. Now, Tina, you also met your husband in a chat room, right? Yes. uh, In 1998, we met in Yahoo Chat. Wow. We talked all these years, and he just moved here last November, and he's from Bangor, and he drove 16 hours straight through. What the heck is going on in Maine? He drove 16 hours straight through to be with me, and he's been here ever since, and we're so happy, and I thank God for him every day. Tina, is there a cult of people in Maine Just who, on are, Yahoo. who are trolling <laughs> Yahoo chat rooms for Southerners? 
I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of good guys in Maine, I think, maybe. <laughs> and women too, because that's what Jason's wife was in Maine, and that's where yeah. Jay, Jay, and Jay's wife is from Charlotte, <laughs> and Jay was in Maine. Yeah, not spending yeah, another yeah, winter in yeah, Maine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, she knows. <laughs> she knows. We we love the show. So you guys have a good rest of your night. Bye bye. Thank you, Tina. Thank you for calling back. I gotta tell you, it's not. It's not. It's making Maine look pretty good if you're single. Head on up there. Oh, or Yahoo. What or is- Yahoo. <laughs> But see, that tells you how bored everybody in Maine is. Right. Instead of, instead of them getting together with each other, well, they all get on the chat room. Well, because it's winter 10 months out of the year. They can't Maine. leave. Yeah. Right. They're stuck cold. inside. Right. Makes perfect sense. Christina, did you meet your husband? And was he in Maine? <laughs> no, he was not. He was, um, we were based on vacation at Myrtle Beach. Oh, and who were you with? Um, I'm sorry? Who were you with when you were on vacation? Were you with friends? Um, I was actually down there with my sister and her kids. I was helping, you know, I was kind of taking care of the kids. She mm-hmm. had, she was down there kind of work slash vacation, and I went down to help take care of the kids while she had her work stuff to do. And, and, and what was he doing there? Was he working there? Or was he vacationing too? He was in the military, and him and some buddies had, were down there just kind of, you know, having a good time and everything, and... You know, we just—he bumped into me in a restaurant, and <laughs> on purpose or by accident? It was by accident. You know how you kind of stand there when there's two or three in a group, y'all stand there and kind of talk in a circle. And mm-hmm. He kind of was joking around and backed up, and I was waiting to pay the bill, and he kind of backed into me, and just you know, I was very aggravated and turned around and gave him one of those looks, and he really <laughs> apologized and everything. Well, the next day, I was heading down to the beach with my nieces and nephews, and I have um, a special needs nephew, and he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get the chair down onto the beach, you know, through the sand and everything, and here are these three big military guys come oh. along and just pick it up and carry it on down for me, and it was the guys from the restaurant. Oh, my gosh. And I got to talking to one of them and everything, and we just kept, we talked the rest of the week, and... Mm-hmm. Um, he spent there all the rest of the time with me and then week left to come back home and he left to go back, um, to his base and mm-hmm. he started calling me and two weeks later we were married. <gasps> two weeks later? Yes, because he was fixing to be deployed to Japan. And how many years year. ago was that? Um, that was 23 years ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. See, Christina, when you know, you know. P- people always ask me this. I had the same thing with Sean Lee. I met him and we were together two weeks later. Same exact thing. When you know, you know. When it's right, it's right. Don't you think? I, I do. I knew as soon as, the, from the way that he was with my nephew, um, I, just, I knew. But I love that your first reaction to him was that, that you bumped into him, that he bumped into you and you snubbed him in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we he they tried to be really apologetic and oh let us buy you dinner and I'm just like no just leave me alone. I'm you were not having it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cooper, three big mil- military guys on the beach or red velvet cake. Oh, this is tough. How about one military guy holding red velvet cake on the beach? <laughs> no, you got to take. You got to you got to choose three guys or one really good red velvet cake. Uh, you know what? I'm old now. I'm unattractive. I'm going for the red velvet cake. <laughs> it's not like I'm young and hot. That three, you know what I mean? It's not like three guys, hot guys on the beach are going to be looking at me anyway. So just dip past the red velvet cake. 
Let's come on. We know we know what we're talking about here. Hi, Susan. Hi. Now, Susan, where did you meet your husband? Well, he IM'd me on AOL. By accident, or did he? How did he find you? Basically, AOL has this feature where you can look at people in your area who are online, mm-hmm. and he just found he was looking. He was trolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he found I was a single female in his area, and mm-hmm. um, we chatted for five hours the first day, and set up a date for two weeks later, and now it's ten years later, and we <gasps> have three children. Wow. I think that's amazing because I knew I know guys that give very good IM, but that you meet them in person and they can't string a sentence together. Well, yeah, he was just very witty, and the first now the first date I I thought I'd made a mistake because he didn't talk much, but mm-hmm. then he opened up, and and here we are ten years later. And how soon after the whole IM experience did you know he was the one for you? Well, it took. I mean, he it wasn't one of those. We instantly knew, but we did really hit it off that first day, and mm. I, my butt was numb after five hours of the computer. <laughs> that's how you know the guy's right for you. Is your butt that's numb? Right. Your butt You're in love. Numb. That's exactly you right. You have carpal tunnel. <laughs> You're right. You have carpal tumble- tunnel, and your butt is numb. That's love. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Congratulations. That's a great story. He IM'd her 10 years later. Wow. Still together. Yeah. Well, this all started because we found out that Jay and Mrs. Jay met on yeah on a Yahoo chat room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I didn't say what chat room either. No, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jay, let me ask you a question. What is going on? What was going on in Maine that so far everybody we've spoken to tonight practically met somebody from Maine? Well, there's just not a whole lot to do up there that, that I know of, anyway. Uh-huh. Um, as far as nightclubs and things like that, there's not much outside of Portland or maybe L.A. But that's Lewis and Auburn. Right, right. Other than Portland, Lewis and Auburn, maybe Bangor, there's not much going on that I know of. And was there any webcam action going on between you guys or just photos? No webcams. She sent me two photographs. I sent her... One or two. That's it? That's it. And when you got down there, after a month of, of chatting with her on the on the chat room, when you got down there, did she look like you expected her to look? She was a little shorter. And, you, and did you look like she expected you to look? Was she happy? She looked happy. <laughs> she hasn't complained much <laughs> not nine years no, but let me ask you much. something well much he, she is married to Jay come on so now Jay when you when you first decided how do you decide after a month on a chat room to pack up your stuff and drive down to Charlotte North Carolina well so I hadn't been looking for somebody and when I accidentally found the right person I figured okay let's go so you knew so after a month you totally knew yeah. With two photos and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And the reason it took me 30 hours to drive that, it should only take about 16, 17 hours. It took me over 30 because I was driving a crummy little U-Haul that I had loaded badly. Oh. I couldn't get that thing above 50 miles an hour, and it was wobbling <laughs> and swaying all over the place. 30. It was, it was a bad ride. <laughs> <laughs> it took how many hours? About 30. 
30. <laughs> oh, Sonny's British. I know. <laughs> well, you can't get there from here. That's clear. That's clear. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. You don't pronounce that letter that comes after Q up there. You should know that by now. The heck did he just say? You get, Something about pronouncing the letter after Q. Which is ah. Ah. We don't usually pronounce that. We don't like the R. And Jay gave me a book today. And, and yeah, I, I read one sentence. Have you listened to the show before, Jay? <laughs> yes, I have destroyed Anthony's reputation. He said he's going to read a book. Was it a picture book? No, no, there's no picture. Was it pornography? No, it had 200. It has. I haven't burned it yet. It has 246 pages. Well, if it's not pornography and it's not everybody poops, he's not interested. <laughs> it's the Princess Bride book, so I will read Oh, okay. Oh, because you're, you're our little princess. Yeah. You really are. It's a good movie. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hey, what's going on? Now, Ryan, did you meet somebody in a very unusual way? Um, yeah, actually, I met my wife on an online game. You're kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. Wait, so how did that come about? Uh, well, um, I'd played Ultima Online for probably six years and mm-hmm. up came somebody that I'd never seen on the game before, a game of about, oh, I think at the time there was about uh, three to four million people playing that game. Um, and and about 3.9 million were men, so there probably weren't a lot of women, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Um but I actually know two other couples that met and have successful relationships huh. that met on that same game, same uh, server. It's like a gigantic chat room that you go in and kill things. And did she uh, come on as a female <laughs> character? Was she like in your uh, guild yeah, or yeah. something? Yeah, I'm like, what now? Was she like in your guild or whatever they call it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that for, for, for a minute. Uh and how did it turn from I'm I will kill you to right. I will date you? I, I, you must die now. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was uh, actually I had somebody that I'd known on there for a while introduce me to her uh, on the game. Actually, on the game, mm-hmm. and at the time she was married to somebody else when we were introduced. And right. here, like about I think we played that game together with each other for probably three or four years. Oh wow! Uh, and she ended up getting divorced. And uh, I'd never seen a photograph of her. She never, she hadn't even seen a photograph of me when we met, like face to face met. IRL met. So, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Chad's down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, he knows all about it. I bet you he plays all those fun online games. Don't uh, you know? He's got nothing else to do all day. That's <laughs> all he does. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, yeah. now, so wait. So, when you guys first met in in real life, when you guys first got together, and met in real life, did was there magic between you? Did you click? Like, what, what happened? Well, well, yeah, of course. But because uh, you know, I'd played I'd played online with her for probably uh, five, probably five years, and mm-hmm. we were together five years before we were married. So, oh, wow. You know, I picked up. I quit a job that I was making really good money at, and moved out of state to, <gasps> uh, to be with her. So. It, uh, yeah, it works. We've been married for, what, a year, February? So we haven't even been married a year yet. But but that's that's a really cool way to meet someone. See, but that's my whole idea. That That's the premise, that, that you had something fundamental in common. Because I think it takes us, because online gaming, it's like a community. So the fact that the, you two are part of the same community and you had a, you had a feeling about that, I think that's a, a bond that you share immediately. Oh, probably so. And do you still I, play games together? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's cool. I think that's Different cool. game, but yeah, we still online game together. Oh, that's so cool, Ryan. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for calling and telling us your story. Thank you. That's. I think that's really romantic, actually. Meeting on a gaming site. Yeah. And but the, but the fact that they played for so many years and didn't know each other, you know, because it really ups the fantasy. Oh, I think that's hot. Hi, Angie. Hi. Now, Angie, did you meet somebody like a husband in a very unusual way? I did. Um, we had a mutual friend actually introduce us at a fraternity party in college as one night stands. <laughs> yeah, you two fun. will spend the night there'll be no breakfast and that'll be it yeah and that's how she <laughs> set us up which is unusual because neither one of us had had that before hmm. and um oddly <laughs> enough we have um, actually just got married uh this past july we've been together for about seven and a half years now so it's been the longest one night stand for ever <laughs> did you not understand the concept of the one night stand angie yeah i keep asking my husband that and he apparently said well you know it's one of those things so it's been the longest <laughs> It was, um, and even more strange, um, after we ended up just parting ways that night, mm-hmm. exchanged phone numbers, and um, the next day he came up to my college, and his um, best friend actually lived in my backyard, practically. So then huh. um, we spent the next night together, I guess. It, was, it took two times for him to actually get the one night. <laughs> <laughs> and now seven years later. Yes, yeah, seven years later, it's like he said, it's it's the longest one night stands he's ever had. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> I hope you're at least making him breakfast. Oh, every once in a while. Every okay, that's good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Angie. That's hysterical. Now, Heather, Anthony feels that the one place people never meet somebody is on MySpace. Is that true? No, it happens. Now, how? Well, mine. Happened like really weird. Um, I had just recently got separated from my ex-husband, and um, I had was waitressing um, through while well, I was going through you know college. Um, mm-hmm. I was going for aesthetic school and massage therapy, and I um, some of the younger girls that I had worked with were talking about this thing called MySpace, and I had no clue what it was. I'm older, and just, it was like a real uh, you know really weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I said, what is it? And they're like, oh, it's a place where you can get on there and meet up with former people that you went to school with or, you know, college friends. Right. So I decided to get on there, and I was just basically looking for friendship, you know, um, people that I went to school with or people that were in the neighborhood. I have two small children, you know, people that lived in you know the same place that I did that can have play dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if you put single on there, it seems like everybody wants to go out with you. <laughs> and, um, um, I kept having these, you're beautiful, I'd like to take you out. And I'm like, I recently just got separated. I have two kids. I'm a single mom going through school. Right. Um, and my boyfriend asked me several times, you know, would you like to go out? And I kind of just shot him off like, no, no, not now, you know. And finally, you know, after like the third time, I was like, you know what? I haven't been out. In a long time with somebody that, you know, can make me laugh or whatever, I'll, right. go, out and, I'll go out and use him. You know, like what, like, what, like what the heck, right? You were not taking it seriously. Exactly. I was like, I'll go out, I'll get a drink, um, have a dinner, do something, and then I'll be on my merry way. I spent the whole day with him. Oh. It was, we, you know, we met at um, an outdoor shopping center um, that, where we live close to. Um, we had an appetizer. Then after that, we went and had, um, we actually saw a movie, and then after that, we went to the bookstore and had um, coffee. 
and before I know it, like it was eleven o'clock at night. <gasps> oh. Yeah, no, I think that's romantic. You just sometimes you just bond with people. Oh. Yeah. And how long have you been dating now? Two years. Oh wow. Yeah. See, Anthony, people meet on MySpace. Oh. It does happen, but I don't recommend it because <laughs> other people don't have good experiences. But it worked out for me. Right, just one of those like weird happenstances, and it, it happened to work it, for you. It really did. Good for you, Heather. I'm really happy to hear that. Well, no, I think that's very nice. Oh. What? Oh, you guys. You know, you're so jaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we met at a strip club. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I put a single in her G-string. It doesn't matter what they say. You're like, Aww. Aww. <laughs> Hi, Hector. Hey, Cooper. How you doing? Now, Hector, do you have an unusual way that you met somebody? Yes, Cooper. I was about three weeks, two weeks, three weeks away from getting married to one woman. Uh-huh. And then one day I was coming out from work, and um, a friend of mine was working with another woman, which is now my wife. And the, the woman waved for me, and I waved back, and then we started talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to break the news to my, to my girlfriend. Wait, after, wait after waving? Like you waved to her and went, I have to break off my engagement. Yes, and, and, <laughs> then my, and I had to break the news to my girlfriend, but I had a reason, mm-hmm. so, because I could not get along with her brother, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, you use that as an excuse. Mm. Yes, I used that as an excuse. I said, look, I don't want to live the rest of my life with enemies in the family. Right. So, you know, we might as well just call it off. And this happened in 94, and we're still here today. And, and you're still, so the wife, the woman that you waved to is your wife yes, even now. Yes, oh. Yes. Oh. 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 <laughs> and uh, one more thing, Super. Yeah. Um, one time, because we all, um, one time uh, somebody, you know, brought me um, like a delivery service, food uh-huh. service. Right. And uh, it happened that uh, my, my ex-girlfriend had um, put some crushed glass in that food. <gasps> How did I you find out? How did you know? It. Well, because her sister came over rushing to where I was and told me not to eat it. And I said, why? And she says, well, my sister did this and this, and uh, I don't think you want to eat that. You're going to you know, bleed you in, internal bleeding in your stomach. Ooh, that's and, criminal. Yeah, so I, you know, I, <laughs> I called the cops and I put charges on the woman. I was about to ask you how she took it. I think you just answered it. <laughs> not well. Not well. Yeah, not well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because, you know, it's either you say it's not you, it's me, it's not me, it's you, it's your brother. Uh-huh. That's well, You perfect. see that she turned out to be a psycho, so it was good you got rid of her. Right. Yeah, yeah I got rid of her, yeah. Yeah, that was smart because you'd be eating glass for the next 60 years of your life. Aww. Oh, yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that cute? Thank you, Hector. <laughs> Internal bleeding is so romantic. It is. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I haven't made Sean Lee internally bleed yet. Oh, I bet you have. No, I, I should, though. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. At home, he's at home eating razor blades right now. <laughs> <laughs> Low he painful said, death would be so wanted. He said he's going to die of a self-induced heart attack. That's <laughs> what so he's decided on. <laughs> Hi, Dennis. Hi, Cooper. How's everything going? Now, Dennis, did you meet Mrs. Dennis in, in an unusual way? Well, it was about 2.30 on a Friday night, and we were down in an alley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we did meet in an alley. What? No, um, I, I can understand you being in an alley. What was she doing in an alley? <laughs> Making money. Um, <laughs> the rent had to be paid. It has to be paid. When you got to have money, you got to have money. 
Um, no, we, she was coming from, it was kind of a cut through place. She was coming from a place to have lunch and I was leaving where I worked and going down that same alley to get lunch, mm-hmm. going the back door. And I passed this beautiful girl in a pink and orange and yellow suit and, uh, we spoke. That, that was all. But which, so, when did uh, you, when did you see your wife? Oh, 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 oh. So, okay, so she passed by you, and what'd you do? Did you say, hey, lady? Just said, hey. I went down to where she had come from. She spoke. She seemed nice. Um, and asked who that lady in the pink and orange and yellow suit was. There can't be too many of them. They told me her name and where she worked. So I went up to the florist shop and sent her flowers without my name on it because she didn't know who I was anyhow. The funny thing is she called somebody else to ask if he'd sent flowers, and he <laughs> said no. So <laughs> one for me. No, that's a good move. That's a, just so you know, Dennis. Women do that. If we have a couple of guys going on in our lives, oh. and one of them sends flowers, we call all of them and say, "Oh, I got the flowers. Oh, it didn't come from you." Because that way, the oh. guy knows that guy knows oh. that there's somebody else interested. There's a competition going on. There's right. another bull in the pen. Yeah, no kidding. Nah, now I know the secret. Well, I'm married now. So now, now let me ask you something. So your wife thought that guy that hangs out in an alley. I think I'll date him. Oh, Lord. I'm t- and I tell you, I worked internationally, so I wore torn jeans and I had a ponytail, and I was just really pretty casual. I thought she might have, might have thought I was a roofer or something like that. Right. But, um, but roofer. Roofer. Uh, huh? Nothing. Nothing. Move we're, on. Ma- we're making fun of Chad now. We've yeah. moved on. <laughs> <laughs> so I called her up and said, hey, you know, uh, I'm the guy you met in the alley. I sent you the flowers. Would you have lunch with me? She said yes. And uh, it's been 17 years, and pretty much every day we still have lunch together. Wait, so she had lunch Aww. with you, and you've been, you've been together? You know, wait a second. <laughs> so she didn't dump you in between? There wasn't highs and lows? That was it, lunch, and then 17 years? Lunch, and uh, another lunch, and another lunch, and uh, 17 years later we still have lunch together, yeah? You must be enormous. What? What? They have, what? Lunch. They have they all they do is eat lunch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they meant something else. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so how how soon after you started dating did you make you cut the ponytail? Uh, a couple years later. Yeah. Oh, okay, she waited a couple of years. Yeah, just oh. because you go to Europe doesn't mean you can have the Euro ponytail, Dennis. Thanks a lot. Now you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Women always Aww. want to change your <laughs> We love to change men. See, she said something inappropriate and she didn't even know at that time. <laughs> no, I didn't mean he was enormous in any way other than he said we eat lunch and then we eat lunch and then we ate lunch. So, I mean, if you eat nine lunches in one day and that's all you've been doing for 17 years, you know, it's going to take its toll on your body. That's all I meant. Oh. <laughs>